Right now, you're listening to one of the realest. Mr. Respect Your Audience Himself. You are now tuned in to Live with Meech Real. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Well... Um, this is the one and only Meet Real. What's going on, man? This is episode 17 of season two. Um, and I just point out that season because, um, things are changing. No, um, like I said, um, I broke down the podcast and the seasons, um, specifically because the content is going to, um, change as the seasons do, not as the weather, you know, like not those seasons, but as just the season where I am spiritually, uh, mentally mature mat- maturation wise I don't know how I said that but anyway man um what's going on man it's the one and only live with me drill um wait did I say that wrong what's up y'all it's it's the one and only me drill and you are listening to live with me drill man I really really appreciate every listener every ear um it's really really dope now before we get started I know y'all heard uh <laughs> the uh the little song from the Grinch, man, and I really want to talk about it. one because took the fan, man. We went and checked out the movie, um, and there's so much, so many undertones in movies now, man. And it really kind of spoke to me. And I'm like, all right, I want to talk about it. So then when I saw one of my, uh, one of my my homeboys, uh, Jay Will, on his Christmas vibes, uh, inspire God's people. I've talked about them on the show before, so I shout to not talk about them again. No, 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 no. Anyway, I'm like, you know what? I can use this, you know what I'm saying, so, uh, I was a little nervous, man, because, you know, we get deep on Christmas, boy, we get deep, um, uh, I've even had the conversations when people say, oh, so, you, you okay with Christmas, but not Halloween, and I'm like, uh, they're, they're fundamentally not the same, but, anyway, um, I get people that have gripes with the history of Christmas and all these other things, and get real deep about it, I get it, um, the one thing that helps me is that I think about my history, um, and where I came from and what God is using me now versus what I was known for in the past. So I try to look at how something is operating now, but not, you know, being ignorant to where it came from just so that, you know, um, but it doesn't disqualify what it can be just because of what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if, if what I was qualify me for who I can be, then, man, I wouldn't be a father, I wouldn't be a husband, I wouldn't be a Christian, <laughs> um, so, that's my little, my little rebuttal to the people that say, oh, now you worshiping Christmas, no, man, I, 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 I just love the season, because no matter how many people say God is not real during this time, people are just, <laughs> they're just more optimistic, you know, 
uh, of the joy of it, of the lights, of you know what I'm saying. And then when you get into the material aspect, that's when people get depressed because, you know, we humanize things. But I really enjoy this time of year just because family members and everybody else finally decide to make time. Things that we should do throughout the year. But this is the season where people make it their business to make time to be with family. So instead of me fighting it, uh, I'm just excited about the opportunity to spend time with family and we everybody making time. Everybody on the same vibe of we need to be around each other. And that's major to me. Like, I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, I used to get mad about uh, <laughs> when I used to go to uh, the, fir the first church I actually was a part of. Uh, in ministry, I used to hate Easter because I used to call people fairweathers. I was so foul. And I'm going on a huge tangent, so I digress right now. But no, for real, for real, man, um, because the church would be packed out on Easter. And I couldn't sit in my regular seat. <laughs> and I would be upset that upset that people, oh, y'all only coming because it's Easter. And then a lot more mature believer than myself was we was talking about it. And they were saying, like, yeah, it's funny. That's irritating. You can't get to sit in your seat because there's a whole bunch of people there. But it's like, it's dope anytime people recognize the fact that they need to be in the presence of God or they need to be in a house assembling with other believers because even if 98.999% of the people that go on Easter only go for the feel good to be there on Easter because that's just a ritual that people do, if one person goes in there with that energy and leaves out saved, delivered, and believing and, walk, and start beginning they walk as a believer, dog, that's a big day. And sometimes, so I'm learning to be thankful for any time a person feels that they're open. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I would love to, you know, for my family and myself to make it a priority to make time every day. You know what I'm saying? Every month, we need to spend time with one another. But sometimes it doesn't happen like that, especially not on a wide scale. But this is a season where everybody's on it. And I'm just thankful for that right now. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm just excited that I'd rather it be just this time than no time at all. Um, so, yeah, man, that was that was my rant. <laughs> I haven't done one of those in a while. But like I said, man, um, so anyway, I saw, the, I saw the movie. I saw the undertones, man, and I really want to talk about The Grinch. Like, I really, like, is it weird that I do? <laughs> but I really, really want to talk about The Grinch. Um, I think it's a way that you've never heard it talked about. And I think it's something that's very prevalent to you. And when I'm talking about you, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Because I, I don't have this problem. I don't have a, I don't have a problem of relationships and people. And nope, everybody loves me. Everybody agrees with everything I say. I don't offend people. Um, yeah, I'm pretty perfect in the relationship era. <laughs> um, if y'all haven't, you know, listened to this show before, man, uh, I am completely being sarcastic and joking. Um, that is probably one of my weakest points. And that's why I actually, hey, shameless plug time, I've actually co-authored a book called Coach My Life where I actually steal an entire chapter and I share my fails and mistakes in relationships, in communication to help you see some of the common things because you may do this too. And I want to help you guys understand how God wants us to re, uh, respond in these things. Because if you think that just because you're a believer or think because you're just a good person or you're nice to people, that you won't ever have dissension or you won't ever have a problem or any kind of, you know, something that kind of goes out of whack. You know what I'm saying? A disagreement, an argument. 
um, that's just not going to happen. You're going to meet difficult people or you may become difficult or people may perceive you as being difficult. And they are, they're, man, communication. And that's, oh, man, I'm just getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I missed y'all. Um, but that's what I'm going to be talking about for season three. That's the season I'm in is learning from my mistakes and focusing in on this communication thing because it's something we suck at. But I digress. What I'm saying is I co-authored a book and showed, shared an experience I had in a relationship that I was wrong in. Because the one thing in arguments, man, that sucks, and we're going to talk about that even with the Grinch, is that nobody has a problem creating an enemy. We have no problem creating a monster and being a victim to somebody else's wrongs. But it's very rare that somebody will take hand and part and responsibility in their contribution to the negativity or to the disagreement or to the argument. And I shared my mistakes so that because I like I said, I don't think I was completely wrong until I responded like this. I don't think I was wrong until I responded like that. So I want to share that in that book. So, hey, man, it's a link in the description. Y'all can click the, click, you know, click the link that's going to be in the description, man. It's going to be called Coach My Life. Or y'all follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, all that meets real. And uh, you'll see the link there, man. So if y'all check that out, man, it's really dope. Um, I would love for y'all to check it out, purchase it. It's a lot of dope coaches on there. So that's just my shameless plug. Check it out. It's really dope. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> the Grinch, man, it's, it's just a great concept, man. So I really want to share this, you know. I think it's dope, man, because it's so easy for us to have a Grinch. <laughs> it's so easy to be in a world and accept the Grinches of the world and accept them to be Grinches and just leave them in that world. And what I saw in the movie and how I felt like God was kind of just showing it to me because I'm I'm really one of them people, too. I, and that's why I am very sensitive to movies and all of that stuff, because I can find and pull something out of everything. So I'm sensitive about that stuff. So when I see a movie, I'm like, oh, man, that'll be, ooh, that'll preach. Ooh, you see how Spider-Man did that? Oh, boy, I'm about to, ooh. <laughs> but on the other flip side, I also see all the disrespectful stuff that happens in the movie. So that's why I'm like, oh, I can't watch this no more. Because just like I can see the God in it, I can see the the agenda that's not godly in it. And if it's too, and if it's dangerous, I just, I'm not going to feed myself to it. But anyway, I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, dog. Oh, I can't wait to talk to y'all about this. Oh, I'm talking. I'm at the movie making podcast notes. I mean, for I'm ask my wife. I pull out the note chat, chat uh, notepad like da, 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 I'm I'm in there. She like, babe, watch the movie. I'm I'm not texting boo. I'm, yes, I am. I'm texting my listeners. I'm putting this in the notepad, the podcast pad. Y'all don't know nothing about the podcast pad, but I'm putting it in the podcast pad because it's about to go down. That's why I got this energy. That's why I'm so excited, man. I'm talking about snow, cars acting up. It's been so many things that's been happening. And it's like, ah, I'm trying to hear that. I need to get to the office so I can record to the Clean Air Media office. What up, though? But no, I need to get here so I can share this with y'all. So before we do all that, it's some things that's going on in the world. We got to, we got, I mean, we got to talk about it. So let's go ahead to my one of my favorite segments. Let's talk about it. How are you doing? My name is Beach Real, and this is some of the things that's happening in the news. So, um, it's a lot going on in the news. So now, those who this is your first time listening to me, my name is Demetrius Early, also Beach Real, and I am a Detroiter. I was born in Detroit. I've lived in Detroit. 
I've lived outside of Detroit. <laughs> I have went to school in Detroit. I went to school outside of Detroit. Um, but through and through, man, I love the city, man. I love the grit. I hate the negative connotations and the negative stereotypes that we may sometimes um, attach to the city. Um, but I love what the city is in real life. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful city. It's a thriving city. It's a strong city. Uh, bold city. Not perfect. But um, if you, when you're from Detroit, it's just a different kind of... Um, it's a different kind of, of fight you got in you. And I'm pretty sure if you're not from Detroit, but you're somewhere else, you say the same thing. But you should. Because you was born there. And it was on purpose. You feel me? Even though if you could go back in time and pray, I'm pretty sure y'all would pray to ask God uh, to birth y'all in Detroit. I'm just saying. But I digress. But anyway, man, uh, Detroit has always been known as the Motor City. You know what I'm saying? We have been known for the Big Three. That is no longer the Big Three. Now they're called the Three or Three. I don't know. Whatever three, they're not the big three anymore. I'm um, just with the time changing the economy. You know how you know marketing, blah 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 blah. So one thing hit the news, and I'm and it was national news, is that General Motors is set to cut fourteen thousand jobs. Um, they're closing six plants, uh, and I want to talk about it because I am also someone who has walked. I worked in the auto industry for. 10 plus years my family a lot of my family members are either in the auto industry or retired from the auto industry from both ends blue collar and white collar and i gotta be honest and i want to share this with you guys because anybody who has a job who works for corporate america or who works for an industry that is solely built on projections and sales you know that these things happen you know what I'm saying? Everybody want to put, oh, man, sometimes it's corporate greed. And I get that. And I'm not saying that it may not be corporate greed. But as someone who also owns a business and has had employees, <laughs> you can I, I understand. It. I don't agree with it all the times, but I don't have all the information. But that's not what this is about. So they're cutting 14,000 jobs. And, man, what type of news is this to hear? Uh, you know, this is the time where everybody needs extra money for gifts and all of that. Like I had a friend of mine and my job was talking about his car went down and the mechanic was like, oh, it's going to be $800. And he was like, come on, bro. It's the holidays. <laughs> and I was laughing at him and I'm like, he like, it is, bro. It's almost Christmas. I'm like, bro, this is your car. <laughs> and you telling the businessman that because of the holidays, he should charge you less than what he believes he owes or he's owed, even though. <sighs> some some of these auto these mechanics man they man they be taxing but I digress anyway I I'm so it's a tough time man and this is something that shakes people at their core being able to take care of your family having a job it's a hard thing when you just hear man you're a good worker you're doing this you're doing that you're doing this you're, you're answering these questions you're never late you're always on time and then you get laid off. Then you get fired. It's tough. And as somebody who worked in, worked in the auto industry, I want to tell y'all, I saw the news and I was like, wow. But I want to share something with you guys to tell you why that was like wow to me. So it's been almost a little over a year now that I have got a new job. I worked at this one job for 11 years and then I've recently been blessed to say I got a new job a year ago. Um, and I actually left the other job in February of this year because I was doing both for a while just because I wasn't sure. 
I was terrified to take this new job on solely. I was terrified. I've been this at this one place for 10 years. At 10 for 10 years. And this new job that came along, I had been trying to get for a long time, but it never went through. I'm talking about I had got all these type of help. I didn't got referred, referred. I had all this opportunity and something never happened. My email didn't go through. I didn't get the email in time or like it was so many things that never went, never went right. So then when it happened and I got the new job, I was like, why would you do it now? Lord? I've been here for 10 years. Now you want me just to throw everything away and come to this new place. And I was really struggling with the change. And I'm like, no. And I had to pray and I had to fast and I had to talk to my wife. I was so nervous. I'm like, babe, I've been here for 10 years. This job been good to me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't built up to little seniority so I can kind of move the way I move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been so blessed at this job. I got that job during the recession. I worked during the entire recession. And sometimes you forget that God does things no matter the forecast in the world. During one of the <laughs> biggest breakdowns financially in the world, I got a job <laughs> and worked there through it. You know, in the midst of the depression, I mean depression, in the midst of the recession, uh, in the midst of two pres uh, two presidents. I was still working there. Straight up. <laughs> like like God did that. So I forgot that if God did that, he could still do other things. So when I got the other job opportunity, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm going I'm gonna stay at the job I'm at. I cannot do this. Cause I don't wanna risk it. This is a sure thing. They could I this job ain't a sure thing because you're going through your ninety days and their ninety days is different. So it took me six months to accumulate. 90 corporate days <laughs> like it was wild um and it was hard it was different man um it wasn't the same thing it was just so old and i was fighting fighting it and finally i was praying i'm like okay god forget it i'm gonna do it and i was so nervous so now a year later i get up one morning i look in the news and the job the place the actual building that i was at that I was fighting God about, that I'm like, I need to stay here because I've been here so long. They've been good to me. This new opportunity ain't going to work for me. It ain't it ain't secure. I need to stay where I've been. I know what this is about. The actual building that I was holding on to just reported that it's closing down in August. For good. They're shutting the lights off. Closing the doors. <laughs> like, I literally fought God about him trying to bless me. And the same God that put me in a job during a recession, <laughs> during the major bailout for the auto industry, why can't this be the same God that pulls me from somewhere right before it goes down? And I say all that not to not to praise myself. I've been so man, I've been blessed beyond my education. I've been blessed beyond my skill level. I've been blessed, man. It's so much favor in my life that. You know, that song, that old song, like, Lord, if you don't do nothing else, <laughs> if you don't do nothing else for me, God, you, you've done, you still done too much. That's how, that's, that's my mood, man. I just look back sometimes and it's hard because, you know, I like to pray, you know, I, I, you know, I struggle with praying about asking for more stuff because it's like, dog, do y'all know what God has been doing for me? <laughs> like just on the whim, like stuff that I don't pray about. But anyway, I digress. I held on to something. That was a short thing for the longest, but 10 years. I'm talking about I was single there. I got married and had three children when I was working there, and I was able to feed both in, in both entities. 
both t- both seasons of being single, being married at this one job, it took care of me. And it's like, I got to leave it? No, nah, man, this is a sure thing. And literally, a year after I left, I'm looking and I hear on the news that that plant, that building that I was in, that building that I was holding on to, will no longer be in operation in October, in, in August. <sighs> that it is shutting down. <laughs> so when I say all that to say this, man, there is no such thing as a sure thing. But there is one sure thing. There's not a lot of things that's a sure thing, but let me tell you, it's, the one, it's one sure thing that I'm most confident, you know, I can say this most confidently. The one sure thing in the world is that if, if something, if the enemy knows that something can go wrong or whatever one thing the enemy knows that can go wrong, that will stop you from moving and believing, it will happen. <laughs> we can't, we can't let it happen. It's man, it's tough all over. I'm talking about from family losing family, from disease, from employment, from divorce, from kids with birth defects, from not being able to have children, from losing children, losing parents, or like dog. It's been so much loss, and it's like in the midst of that, God is still God, and you have to keep going because if. If you let these things happen, it stops you and pulls your faith. One, that person's life is done in vain because they would never want you to lose your faith. One, your walk has been in vain if you give up on God because the one job that he gave you, now he took it away. Not knowing that this may be the one job that he needed you to have just for this, but now it's keeping you where you at. And it's actually hurting you more than it's helping you. Literally, something can be given to you in one season and become a crutch the next. It can be a blessing in this season and a crutch. The next, because you depend, because this is what's crazy. You pray for something, God, give me this, God, and you depending on God. Then God gives it to you. Now you're depending on the job, and it's no longer God, give me this. It's job, give me this. Job, give me this. Relationship, give me this. Family, give me this. You know, status, give me this. Social media, give me this. Like, whatever, you know, you that's giving you value, that ble- you know, that you're, you know, accomplished in. It's no longer God do this. It's job do this. This do that. This do that. And I'm talking about the job. Job do this. And it's like, wait a minute, but God is still God. Because this job is not, <laughs> this job don't always got to be job. This life, you know, life is something that's a, a gift. That means it ain't always going to be there. The only thing that's a constant is God. So when I want to say this, I wanted to take this, and this is something that's very close to my heart, so I took a little more time on this story. I want to tell you that whatever news you get this year, and I'm talking to myself, <laughs> definitely talking to myself. If nobody else can hear me and cares, I'm talking to myself. No matter what happens and no whatever news you get this season, God is still God. Do not leave your faith. The same God that got you that job, that just laid you off, is the same God that may be, may, you may be sitting on something that that job was in the way. Or it may be a season you may just have to grind and depend on God and figure stuff out and be creative. But that that's a season. So I just use that, man. I just want to encourage you, man. If you're one of the 14,000, man, I'm praying for you and your family. Listen, God is still God. Stay encouraged. Please. Please stay encouraged. Oh, man. Okay. So our next story, man. Um, and that just was close to my heart, man. And I hope y'all stay encouraged. I really do. Like, that's from the bottom of my heart. As I'm fighting and staying encouraged, um, God is still God. So let's talk about Donald Trump. Um <laughs> Man, I, I just know everybody just ooh, just got shook. So, um, 
it's a story. I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, y'all hear about that enough. I'm not saying yay or nay. All I'm saying is educate yourself, listen, read, learn. Don't allow the agenda to tell you how to think. So just listen. But I'm not going to talk about it um, <laughs> because most of the stories are so one-sided. It almost makes you have to hate them or makes you want to hate them. And you don't even know nothing about them. So, hey, you want to know about Trump? It's so much information out here. Just read, learn, educate yourself. But at Lava Mitrio, I want to build you guys up. I went to church Sunday. Whoop, whoop for me. <laughs> and uh, that was the lesson, though. That was the lesson at church, man, is that um, he wants to build you up. That, that as a believer, everything that we do, how we do it should be to build someone up. Even if it's like, hey, man, that skirt is, is, is terrible. Hey, man, them shoes are super ugly. No, joke. But even in your correction, it has to be from the heart of desiring to build you up, which means that you're, the, way you, you're, the way you approach it has to be a certain way, has to be rooted in that. So I believe that content, if it's not building you up, then it, like it's either or. <laughs> Because even if it's not tearing you down, if it's not building you up, it's still hurting you. Because the presence of growth is life. And the lack of growth is death, especially spiritually. Now, they say your fingernails and all that grow when you're dead. But you're dead. No matter how long your hair grow, your nails grow, you're not getting about that casket. And if you do, I will give you a headshot because I don't play with zombies. I digress. Nope. I digress. So CNN actually published a report about the strangest foods in football stadiums. And I was kind of curious because, I'm, you know, I like food. Food is okay. And I'm like, let me check this out, okay? So let's check it out. So out of, it's 10 of the strangest foods, right? <laughs> Number one is called, it's the Gridiron Challenge. It's, a, it's available at the at Arizona Cardinals, University of Phoenix Stadium. Dog, this burger has lettuce, tomatoes, fries. I see chicken. I see sausages. I see about four or five layers of cheese. Oh, it's a patty up under there. Oh, it's pickles, tomato. Like, man, like, oh my God. Okay, it's made with five one third pound burger patties, five hot dogs, five bratwursts, eight slices of bacon, eight chicken tenders, 20 slices of American cheese, 12 ounces of fries, and tanker sauce, all stacked. On a 10 inch bun. Listen people. I'm not trying to get big on y'all. I mean no pun intended. I'm not trying to talk all. You know. Less hungrier than thou. But shout out to. 413 clothing. 413 clothing. That's the number 4. T-H-I-R-T-E-E-N. Dot com. Check them out. They're dope. But man it's time to get healthy. So listen, that's going to be your cheat day. Like this burger sounds like you need to run immediately after you eat it. Like you need to go on a fast for 40 days after you eat a burger like this. I mean, it's nuts. Okay. So now, uh-oh, now this is mine. Number two, they're called the Battle Red Tacos. They're va they're available at the Houston Texans NRG Stadium. Listen, they're chicken tenders encrusted with flaming hot Cheetos, topped with mango salsa and sriracha mayo. And nestled all convenient inside of a flour tortilla. Now, let me tell you something. They killed me when they said the hot Cheetos. I'm sorry. They killed me. Because I love me a taco. But no. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, let's keep going. Then, uh-oh. Hold on, church. Y'all ready for this, church? It's called the Kingdom 
Inferno Chicken Sandwiches. <laughs> it's available at Kansas, at Kansas City Chiefs uh, Arrowhead Stadium. This thing right here, this okay, this chicken tender sandwich is topped with mayo made with the hottest pepper known to man, the Carolina Reaper, plus pepper jack cheese, sliced jalapenos, and buffalo sauce. Turn the heat all the way up. Listen, I don't know why they call it kingdom. I guess because it's in the Chiefs kingdom. But this is nothing of this is nothing of God. Nothing that hot is godly. Nope, nope. Keep going. Okay, now. We got the beef pho. Now this is it's like listen, it's called the beef pho. That's P H O. I know my I know I can read. Now this is at the Seattle Seahawks Centerlink Field. Okay, this look different. This is a hearty Vietnamese soup with braised beef, rice noodles, bean sprouts, Thai basil, Fresno chilies, and of course that rich pho broth. Broth pho. It's it's, it's it may, I'm probably saying it wrong. Y'all in a football game, people. Why this 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 is like a gourmet like dog. Dog, you eat a whole soup. Like, come on, okay. Now this is called the North Shore Halusky. This is at the Pittsburgh Steelers Heinz Field, okay? So it's probably terrible. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. <laughs> anyway. Dog. It comes with a little potato and cheese filled pier- pierogi pillows topped with braised cabbage and finished with sliced kielbasa. Mm-mm. Nope, this looks terrible. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Okay, closed on Sunday chicken sandwich. This is at the Atlanta Falcons Mercedes Benz Stadium. Come on. Okay, so <laughs> the Falcons fans get their fix with closed on Sunday chicken sandwich instead, which comes with fried chicken, pickles, hot sauce, and sweet pickle mayonnaise. There we go. Even though Chick Fil A is closed, you get a little bit of Chick Fil A. See, okay, okay, Falcons. Might have to go to Atlanta, but come on, y'all at a Mercedes Benz Stadium. Y'all eating a chicken sandwich? No judgment here. Anyway, okay, now this is called the DMV Super Burrito. Hell, they said my word. This is at the Washington Redskins FedEx field, right? This burrito has is around five pounds in the stuff with three pounds of chicken, half-smoked sausage, plus two pounds of Spanish rice, lettuce, tomato, avocado. Oh, my God. That's, that's nuts. Okay, now we got the Dungeons Crab Pretzel. This is at San Francisco 49ers. This is a Levy Stadium. Look. They say, okay, you ready? It says, think lobster roll, but on a pretzel baguette and knuckle and crab, no, and claw crab meat tossed with garlic. Oh, I don't know what that word is, but it's Dijon mustard and chives. We are at a football game, people. Like, why is you getting all this? Now, okay, this is called the Brat in a Blanket. This is at the Green Bay Packers Lambeau Field. Nobody cares about the Green Bay Packers because the Lions struggle with them. Anyway, dog, this... <laughs> Okay, this is a bratwurst, cheese curds, and beer incorporated on the in the mustard. Nope, nope, nope. Continue. And now number ten. This is called dessert nachos. This is at the what? Listen, this is at my home field. I ain't know nothing about this. Hold on. It's called dessert nachos. Available at the Detroit Lions Ford Field. Hold on. This dessert nacho pairing is served with fried tortilla chips dusted with cinnamon and sugar, then topped with smoked chocolate cherry Nutella sauce, chocolate-covered Michigan cherries, sprinkle, and whipped cream. This is why we can't win. This is the most unhealthiest thing that I got to go check out. Anyway, but hope y'all enjoyed that story. I wanted to share a little bit of fun. Got a little bit of food. Hope y'all got a little bit of hungry. Grab a bite. Come back. Don't leave. Come back. You can eat and listen. You can multitask. That's what this is for. But I thought that was cool. 
So, y'all know the last story is always about podcasts that I'm rocking with. You know what I'm saying? I didn't share all of them from the Inspire God's People to the Path of Revelation podcast and radio show. Shout out to them. They both are radio shows now all over the world. Y'all can follow them. Uh, the Kingdom Hour, um, super dope. Theocentric, super dope. Oh, man, there's so many dope ones coming up. Oh, well, of course, Maximize Your Monday with my old lady. I'll just give y'all a recap. And then, um, I think I said them all. I'm not sure. But today, man. I got to talk about the book. Listen, it is a book coming out. This is this is a huge news story. Listen, I am finally a co-author. Literally. I've if anybody if you don't know me, no, writing is something that I've wanted to do all my life. So I got to give a shout out to Chase Gray Enterprises man for helping give me that push. I am literally an author now, y'all. <laughs> and it's a lot more to come that I've been working on, but this is one chapter is called Coach My Life. My chapter is Who Cares? And I'm just talking about how communication has been mishandled and how we're doing the wrong things to people we're hurting people even if we feel like we're right about it and it's really dope so i want y'all to check that out listen it's gonna be a link in the description it's called coach my life written by the one and only meets real listen you can't go wrong with that now chapter 10 is written by the one and only meets real but my wife is also an author and all the is several other coaches that are also with Chase Gray Enterprises that are, have written a chapter. And I promise you it's a blessing. So check that out. Hit the link and it's going to be in the description. Y'all can follow me on social media. It's going to be there too. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, man. So I hope y'all love those stories. This is my, I'm like, I'm still working in and playing with it. But I really enjoy that segment. Um, because the news is what you make it. And I don't want to brush off a lot of things going on in the world, but I, like I said, I'm focused on building. I need to build. Whoever's listening to this, I need you to leave this show laughed a little bit. Hope I got you to laugh a little bit. I want to maybe educate you a little bit, pour into you spiritually, but build you up to go to this day. Like you can never have too many people building you up. Unless you got like building you up in 45 different ways and you're unbalanced and you like the Lena Tower pizza. But I digress because that's another show. And y'all not going to get cross show promotion, even if it's for myself. So, man, let's talk about, man, this Grinch. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about the Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Did y'all hear what he just said? See, 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 see. This is why you gotta listen to the lyrics. He ended calling him a greasy black heel. Now, because of the time that this song came out, I cannot ignore the fact that there could be some racially charged ignorance attached to it. But that is not what this show is about. Um, a greasy black heel. Uh, wow. That I would I would assume on the surface that having a black heel. Um, having a greasy heel of any color would probably be troublesome. <laughs> wow. Um, listening to those lyrics again, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that sucks. But anyway, I digress. What I want to talk about is how you, we can demonize someone because of their actions. And then turn around and want forgiveness because of ours. Now, that does not mean not calling a spade a spade, but it is also to talk about, are you building someone up 
or are you encouraging them to stay the same? Because you can fuel, you can fuel a, you know, fuel a fire. You know, you could put fire out with fire, try to put fire out with gasoline. And sometimes people will rebel and they'll accept that. I remember, you know, growing up, that was my thing, that I'll be the bad guy because at least I get a reaction out of you. And because I wanted to remain consistent in that, <laughs> I, I became more of more of a monster because I preferred to offend people because they already assumed I would offend them anyway. They was already mad. Cause they, so I'm like, cool, well, then that's what it is. But this is what's interesting about The Grinch. So for those who don't know the movie, wherever you may be, but basically the premise of the movie is that The Grinch hates Christmas, hates it so much. I'm talking about the people just happy. They want to sing songs. They got lights. They got sweaters. They want to love and they want to hug. They got all this stuff. Just, oh, Christmas time, all this stuff. Don't nobody want to hear that. You know, it's kind of like on a Monday morning when you go to work and it's that one co-worker that's just happy. Like, my man, it's 530 in the morning. Get away from me. You know what I'm saying? You walk in, you just drag yourself in. You halfway sleeping. They're like, hey, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? You all right? Hey, man, did you see the guy? Hey, hey, my mans, please get away from me. It's too early to have a conversation. I believe conversations should not happen until at least 1045. In 1045... Is only predicated off of if I've been awake since 4.30. I need a 4.75 hour buffer before you are too happy around me. Yep, it's some podcasts I can't listen to because they're too happy. You know, I, bro, mm-mm. take that down. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. It's nothing to be excited about at 4 o'clock in the morning unless you're waking up to a check. Because you just heard you want to make a millions or something. But just to wake up to go to work at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's nothing glamorous. It's, no, it's nothing glamorous about it. So you need to take all the happiness somewhere else. Bring it back after lunch. It's just too much. So they doing this. They happy. They all this over where, everywhere he go. He just, oh, my God. So what he does is he locks himself in a cave. He has his own little cave. He got gadgets. He got all this dope stuff. And he's completely isolated from this place. Is in Whoville, so he goes. He has to go through Whoville, um, you know, to get some supplies or something. And people are just happy, and it just annoys him to the point where he's watching all these people eating cakes and having fun and just smiling like you idiots. It's just Christmas. You guys are just stupid, just dumb. You just idiots. Why y'all happy? It's just Christmas. All y'all care about is gifts and all that. And don't get me wrong, because listen, you can have you can have a point. But because you're you're hard, but because you're polluted, your point you can go about it something wrong because you looked for an excuse, but you was already mad. But let me slow down. I digress. Anyway, he he comes up with a great idea. He says, "I'm going to take Christmas away." Yep. So he goes through the whole motions of dressing up. And I'm talking about, he's like, all they care about is materialism. He, so he dresses up like Santa, gets him a sleigh. He goes through all these things, and he steals everybody's gifts. He takes lights. He he takes everything, cookies, uh, man, the lights, the bulbs, everything. He takes it all. He takes everything. And then he gets to one house to a special young lady. He gets to one house, this very, very, very special lady, Miss Cindy Lou. 
Cindy Lou Who is her name, right? And he's and she catches him, right? <laughs> and I'm spoiling the movie for y'all, but anybody who knows me for real, I love spoiling movies for people. Oh my god, I love it. I I love it. It's it's one of my special times. Ruining movies like blesses me in a way. Um, I don't know why, but it does. But anyway, pray for me. But no, um, I mean, this is an old story. So I'm not, if I'm, whatever, I don't care. Get over it. It's just a movie. Anyway, <laughs> she captures him. He gets out. And she's like, um, sent out and needed to catch you because I need you to do something for me. I want you to get a gift. And he's like, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? He just knows she wants toys. And he's like, my mom gives to people all year round. She worries about everybody else. This Christmas, can you make my mom happy? He was like, what What? what are you talking about? Like, what, what, what toy do you want? What gift do you want? Like, oh, no, I don't want no toys. Forget toys. I want my mom to be happy. And in that moment, it changed him because he he had been running off the premise and the excuse that everybody just wanted gifts and that everybody was the same. So he typecast new word. I learned he typecast everybody. He grouped everybody up to help fuel the hate he had from things that had happened to him in the past. So he lashed out at a whole community at a whole group of people. Because of something that happened to him by a bunch of individuals who may not even be alive anymore. But that one girl's heart hit him. Right? So she so she said that. He he stuck to his brand. You know, he like, mm-mm, whatever. Get out of here. Lied to her. Sent her back upstairs. Stole Christmas. Right? Took everything. This is where it gets really dope. He wakes up in the morning with everybody's gifts. Gone. He got them all. He won. Ha ha. Got them. <laughs> right? Right? Like he, he, he won. But then he heard singing. And this was really dope. And some people may just think his lyrics, but in the movie, they're singing about Jesus. The, you know, even though you get deep in by his birthday, whatever, whatever. They're singing the name of Christ <laughs> in a cartoon. I thought that was amazing because there's so much crap to offer that my kids got to see a bunch of cartoon characters. Just like they get to see cartoon characters fly and punch through buildings and all that. They get to see a bunch of cartoon characters holding hands and singing the name of Christ. And I thought that was dope. That was a moment for me where I looked back to my kids and I'm like, see, <laughs> this happens too. You know, it's not always action movies and killing and, you know, oversexed uh, content, but and, they, and I know, like I said, there's a Christmas movie, so they're doing it. But I'm like, that's just because they don't understand the power in the lyrics. But that don't that doesn't remove the power from the lyrics. I'm like, these kids in this cartoon movie are singing Christ's name. And that's a big deal. So, I digress, but I'm glad I digressed. Anyway, he still heard them singing, holding hands, smiling, laughing. And he didn't understand how could they still be happy if I took all the stuff? Because people only care about stuff. Because he generalized everybody because of his experience and his past. And that's when he remembered the little girl. She told him She told him Christmas was when they're holding hands and they're singing these songs. And they close their eyes. And you can just feel. You can feel that joy. And in that moment of him watching them sing, just holding hands with each other, with no toys, no lights, no stuff, 
instilling just in the joy of the day. His heart changed. He was affected because he had met someone that no matter how, no matter how hard he wanted to hate them, they were a complete contradiction of what he hated them for. And he no longer had an excuse. He no longer had an excuse because he said everybody's like that. Then he met somebody that wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was dope. Because, one, and this is a sidebar. There's one thing that we're in this world where there's so much hate. There's so much anger. There's so much pain. There's so much. There's so many reasons to hate everybody. There's so many reasons to hate this. There's so many reasons to be afraid of that. There's so many reasons. And the world tries to give us a solution of being petty or to, you know, to fight hate with hate, to fight anger with anger, to fight ignorance with ignorance, to fight seclusion with seclusion, to battle supremacy with supremacy. And it's like the Cindy Lou only got through the, the Grinch's heart. It's because with all his hate, I'm talking about she stole, he stole stuff. He broke stuff. He he robbed these people. He lied to these people that did nothing to them. Nothing to him. Nothing at all. But be nice to him when they saw him. And the only thing she gave him back was love. <laughs> she came and invited him to the Christmas celebration, even though he stole it. Her response was love. <laughs> and I think it's one of the hardest things you'll, you, hardest things you'll ever do is love someone that gives you every reason to hate them. And I was thinking about that, like, wow, like this movie deep. <laughs> I'm in there. I got a tear in the corner. I'm like, ooh, okay, Lord, I hear you. But I'm like, she had every reason to hate him. Even after she found out he stole, she had every reason. But all she wanted to do was love on him. <laughs> And that love through time healed him for him to understand because then you go to the history of it. And this is the one thing about we're so we're so easy with creating enemies. Like that's why in the, in the superhero movies, it's always easy to see the superhero da, 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 and this big, nasty, ugly monster just wrecking stuff. And, you know, it's like, man, this monster is terrible. So now in these movies where they show the antihero, they, they try to show you their backstory to understand why they're doing the wrong thing. So it makes it okay. Oh, he's doing all this because he went through that. Which, that should make sense, right? Okay. So the Grinch was an orphan by himself. Different than everybody around him. Didn't have a, you know, didn't have a father, didn't have a mother. So without those people to help him establish his identity, he spent all his life only knowing that he was different than everybody around him and alone only green guy <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't anyone else around him that looked like him none of nothing so he was secluded he was ignored he was he was abandoned and see the one thing that i've noticed in this world that i've done is that the world will tell you if you reject people before they reject you they can't hurt you. <laughs> it's probably one of the other, other greatest tricks of the enemy is if you hurt someone first, then they can't hurt you. If you close yourself in, 
they can't hurt you. And I learned that that's a full-time job. <laughs> oh, it's a full-time job to remember who to hate. I'm talking about, like, have somebody ever made you mad and you saw them a couple days later? And you still supposed to be mad at them, but you're not? <laughs> you, and you got to see them and you got to fix your face and be like, mm. like you got to, you got to, you got to resonate that, that anger. You got to bring that anger back up to the forefront so that you can keep that energy from before when it's like, but I'm, hey, bro, that was a, two days ago. I'm, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I've watched people, I've observed so many people who have been hurt fight to keep that hurt fueling them in their interactions where I don't got to forgive nobody. People do me this way. I'm going to do them that way. And you can see it in their lives that they can't find joy because they've been hurt and they typecast everything and they have a great reason for why they are the way they are because of what they've been through. And when you can meet someone who's been hurt by that person or that should hurt that person or should hate them, love them, go out of their way to love on them, to invite them, to include them, to make them a part, it kills the ignorance. Like it's sometimes if, if a bully said, whatever, shut up, you stupid. You're like, hey, man. I'm only, you only think I'm stupid because I think you dope. Because you're so dope. You're so intelligent. Everybody seems stupid to you. But that's why I want to hang around you. So I can get smart like you. Like, <laughs> And it's hard. <laughs> especially with kids. Kids are tough. But the essence of it is. And I'm not saying be a pug and let people dog you. But what I'm saying is. If you can always revert back to retaliating with love. If you can go back to reverting back and retaliating with love. You're unstoppable. Because as long as you're hating back and forth, that fight will that fight will be fueled for, for the end of time. But the moment says the moment somebody says, whatever, I hate you. And you say, whatever, I love you and I forgive you. And you really mean it. One, you free yourself from a toxic relationship that they may want to keep going. Two, you give you take away their excuse to put you in a group or assume you're like everybody or you're like the person that hurt them. <laughs> So I'm looking at the song. It's like they're just talking about you're an evil, Mr. Grinch. You're like you. They the whole song is dogging this person, dogging them out, giving them every excuse to keep that energy of anger. Like I mean, he gave him. They gave him everything. He met one young girl who didn't even care about herself. She just said, "My mom, make her happy." And he was like, "Whoa, selflessness. <laughs> what is this?" And that blessed me, man. So I'm saying all that to say that there are Grinches out here, man. There are people. I'm talking about just mean, just mad. I'm talking about people that if they were to crack a smile, their face would probably fall off because they've been holding it so tight all the time. My son has that. My dad has that. Where they just just hard, just mean. Just take a picture. Everybody smiley, all happy. So they say, cheese, his face just ball up. Just mm. <laughs> My son does it. And it's funny. Because the one thing about walking around in that anger, you stay away from mirrors. You stay away from it. When you're walking in hate and pettiness and uh, unforgiveness, you stay away from anything that can make you look like, make you see what you're really acting like. Nobody really likes to see themselves act stupid, but it's okay to act stupid, if that makes sense. And I, and I, and I try this out with my son is that my son, when he gets upset, he just boss his face up. He's a beautiful little guy. So I'll be like, hey. Croy, this what your face look like. And I ball my face up. He's like, he, immediately he smiles. 
immediately smiles. He's like, no, I don't. I'm talking about he can be mad, screaming, all that little early anger that we have that God is blessing us to get over. I'd be like, this is what you look like. And then he stops. <laughs> so the one dope thing about Cindy Lou is that she gave him a mirror that he was going around doing all this mean stuff to people. And he looked like, dang, I became the people that I became the exact thing that made me hate. I literally, literally look exactly like the people who abandoned me, who hurt me. Because now I'm abandoning people. I'm hurting people. I'm, I'm leaving. Like, he, does, he didn't have friends. He walked away from everybody. I'm literally doing the exact same thing to them that did it to me. And at the same time, both of us were innocent. I did nothing to them people to abandon me, my parents, my friends, my people at school who made fun of me. I did nothing to these people. Wait a minute. These people did nothing to me for me to steal their Christmas, for me to break into their houses. They did nothing to me. And when she showed him a mirror with love, he got to see his true self. And he was like, dog, I'm wrong. <laughs> That's why a person can be real ignorant and then watch somebody on TV be ignorant. They like, they ignorant. And you be sitting there like, oh, are they? <laughs> it's a Bible. It's a story in the Bible where uh, when David was wilding out with Bathsheba, wilding, wilding, wilding. <laughs> um, Nathan came to him and told him a story about somebody. He was like, hey, man, this dude did this. Hey, man, he was wilding. And David was like, oh, kill him. He's done. And Nathan was like, you know, that person is you. He gave him a mirror. He didn't come to hurt him. He came to love him. He was actually sent by God, but he came to love him. He, he sent him love because correction is love, but that's a whole nother story. But he came and he gave him a mirror. So he was in himself, in his flesh, acting out of lust because lust and anger, they just different directions, but it's, it's still pride. Gave him a mirror and he was like, whoa, you told me something about somebody, but I didn't know it was me. Don't kill me. Hold on. I need grace. Oh, Lord, please don't take, like, David went through a whole thing when he had to repent. But when he saw somebody else, he was like, kill him. Nope. <laughs> so when that mirror was showed to the Grinch, when that mirror was showed to David, he was like, whoa, I got to fix this. Because in the moment, you think it's all right. You got every excuse because I want this woman. I want this money. I want this. I hate Christmas. They hurt me. I hate this person. They hurt me. You got every excuse. But when you look in the mirror, you're like, whoa, <laughs> I look just like that. And that's the thing that hate and hurt does is that if you don't allow God to heal you, if you don't allow to forgive and be healed, you are literally perverted and turned into the exact thing you hated. <laughs> the Grinch became a Grinch only because of what Grinches did to him. And he just accepted the call like, OK, I'm a Grinch, too. Then. Cool. But the moment he got a mirror, he realized he didn't want to be a Grinch. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people out here that's just foul, and, and they may want to be foul for the rest of their life. But that don't have nothing to do with you. <laughs> the one thing that we can, you can't allow someone to do is allow their who they are to change your character. No matter what somebody does, the moment they change your character, you become the exact thing that you hated. The exact thing that hurt, it, hurt you. Now you've become it because now you're acting out of character. So if you know a Grinch and you don't have the opportunity to see where they come from and know their family situation or whatever, 
This may give you opportunity just to talk to them. Just to kick it with them. Just to try to. I'm a person, I was really hard to open up when I first went to Righteous. And I met some guys that were very persistent in being <laughs> in relationship with me. Like, and it took a long time. I fought it. But I appreciate that they didn't give up just when I shut them down immediately. So these Grinches could shut you down because you don't know what they came through. A lot of people only respond to certain things because they're trying to protect themselves from hurt. So if I lock myself in this dungeon, in this cave, and I hate Christmas and I stay away from it, it'll protect me from ever being in a situation that hurt me. But if you show them something different, if you show them, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, we got the lights. We got Christmas, too. But we're not worshiping all this weird stuff. We just spend the time with family and we may exchange gifts. But we really just we, we just enjoying the time with the family and the relationship. And we also celebrate the fact that the world who spends most of his time denying God is all saying his name. That's a win because somebody going to actually hear his voice, not because of the gifts, not because of none of that, because they're saying his name. And the Bible talks about. Sometimes just them saying their name, listen, somebody going to get that bug and be like, oh, who is this God? Oh, I know I was just saying these songs and these lyrics and all that, but well, I was around y'all and the way y'all treated each other. And I saw y'all get in an argument. And I saw how you just hugged them and y'all just got over it and was smiling. Oh, my God, I need this joy because I don't have it. And I've always thought that it never existed and that y'all too religious. Like there's so many monsters we create because of words and because we was hurt by one church person or one black person or one cop or one administrator or whatever when that person did it not the entire generation not the entire group and when you show somebody something different and give them a mirror they like whoa somebody hurt me because they were operating in hate and now I'm operating in hate and I'm hurting people oh no and you give them a chance you give them a choice. You give them an opportunity to plant a good seed in them. And maybe they'll change. So, don't just call your, your Grinches out here a dirty black heel. <laughs> God, I'm still stuck on that. Don't just write everybody off, man, because of how they act, man. Some, give, have some compassion. Because if, if if everybody knew everything that you've done and you've been, if... if <laughs> We all be Grinches. We all have been Grinches. But somebody loved us so much and they, they gave us a mirror and showed us where we are. And we repented and we became better. That's the whole dope thing about Christ, man, is that I was a Grinch and I did all these things. And he saw it and he was like, so what? Hey, I love you, though. And I'm going to do this to show you my love. And if all you got to do is accept it. Now, that's a heavy thing to receive. It's a heavy thing to accept it. But if you accept it, man, you ain't a Grinch no more. <laughs> You ain't alone no more. You have family. You're a part of the family. It's just dope, man. I ain't going to preach to y'all until my segment. But, hey, man, that's it, man. Don't allow the, the Grinches to steal Christmas. Be a blessing to the Grinches. Now it's time for Meach My Preach. And this is my segment, Meach My Preach. I know y'all going to enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Amen. Look, I was looking for a um, specific scripture and a story. And as I'm going through the Bible, um, I searched for a specific topic and I found a scripture that's better than the story. <laughs> so I'm geeked. I'm geeked. So um, I'm talking about Romans. I'm, speak, I'm reading Romans 12 and 9 through 16. Okay. Love must be sincere. 
Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. <laughs> Dog. Love must be sincere. Because we hear people say, oh, you got to love. And, 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 and you can love someone because of what they give you back in return. I've been guilty of using the L word to get something out of it. Or to manipulate and take advantage. I've, I've been guilty of that. But it said love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. It didn't say hate evil people. It didn't say hate who does evil. It says hate what is evil. Now here, don't let me get too deep into that. Hate what is evil. Sometimes. And this, is, this gets a little intricate because there's some demonic, there's some demons out here. That you got to be careful of. But if you hate something, if you know someone, like I said, let's find a Grinch. And you and what they do is evil and you hate it. But your love for them is sincere and you spend your time trying to build them up. It says cling to what is good. So you be example around them. You love on them. Even though they talk reckless to you, you may still try to encourage them. Invite them to your church. Invite them over to your house where y'all can just talk and you can maybe share scripture. You can maybe just share love. But if they wanted to start wilding out, you make sure. I'm talking about from if they want to watch this TV show, turn on this music. You make sure you let them know, oh, no, I don't rock with that. And that's not what I rock with. Oh, you do this. And I hate that because of what it does to you. You know what I'm saying? You, If you do it in sincere love and you're patient, it says be patient in the affliction. People sometimes, uh, man, I've been rejected. I'm waiting for people to come back and be like, hey, Meech, I knew you was just showing me love, even though I said this. They may never come back, but I got to be patient because I'd rather them never acknowledge that I did anything, but that they but that, that they hear God and they walk away from those evil things. It says, bless those who persecute you. So the Grinch had every reason. He could have, they could have ignored him. Then she, Cindy Lou invited him into her house. They gave him an opportunity and choice to be a part, to, to commune, to fellowship, and not stand on the outside looking in the haters, but come in because we're a family. You just got to stop doing destructive stuff. You can stop. He says, bless and do not curse. Let me tell you something. So the Grinch created all these devices, all of this stuff. But because of the perversion of anger and not being healed, you develop a certain grandeur where you feel like you're called to destroy things. You're called to destroy things because you're so hurt. You're, you're called to re refute everything that the people that hurt you said, even though they're not talking to you anymore. You're called to always respond to the negativity that happened in your heart because you weren't healed. But it says, blessing do not curse. When Cindy Lou invited him and loved on him, all those talents he had, instead of him using things to try to steal Christmas and how to do this and do that, he, became, he used the gifts and he helped people. 
She was a single mother raising two kids. He created devices to help her wash dishes. He created devices to help her carry cakes. He offered his hands, his brain. He was so smart. He was so intelligent. But because he was hurt, he was using it for evil. The enemy sometimes doesn't need you to stop using your gift as long as you're operating out of hurt and you're using it to hurt people. If you're always using it to attack someone, to, to make sure that they know that they were wrong and you were right, you're using your gift wrong. But when you're healed, when you get that healing, when you get that, when that love makes you whole again, when that understanding of why this person may have did it or that you forgave them and it doesn't matter why they did it because you love them anyway and you're going to, and you're over it, you're, you've forgiven them. Now them gifts that God gave you can be, can do good and bless people. So bless and not curse them. Then it says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony. Hey, live in harmony. Stop trying to steal Christmas because somebody who worshiped Christmas and somebody who celebrated ain't the same thing. And you never know. No gifts, no lights. You may also, you may still be able to be an opportunity of the joy of a season where we worship the birth of Christ. And it can bless you and make you whole. Forget the gifts and the trinkets and the lights. Maybe you put yourself in a position to stop judging everybody who says they're a Christian or are religious. And you're like, well, these people make me different. And if you believe that these people can be different, then that means it's not all people. And then you realize that it's more of actual people who are righteous and living right versus more people that are living wrong and hurt people. It will change your perspective and then you can get understanding and you can heal. And you no longer trying to steal Christmas, but you're trying to be a blessing. You're rejoicing with those who rejoice. When there's time to mourn, you're mourning with those who mourn because now it's about living in harmony. That don't mean accept foolishness and evil. It goes back to the top. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good and your love must be sincere. <laughs> your love be, man, when you're not just trying to love people so people can know that you're loving and, oh, look at him. He's so humble. But no, man, I'm talking about when you grieve when people are doing things that are evil. When you grieve when people are lost and you're just trying to figure a way out to pour a seed, to plant a seed, to water one so that God can give the increase. If you you try to live in that pocket, you try to give them a mirror, but you give them a mirror of love. You don't say, look at you, you're stupid. But you don't respond to their hate with hate. They don't you don't fight them back the way they fight you. That was the one thing I was I'm learning as a believer is that there are things that happen in the natural that I cannot fight back naturally, but I have to fight back spiritually. So that you can lash out to me physically. I ain't talking about you punch me in the face. I pray that I have the Call me back, okay, Lord, I'm just going to take this L. <laughs> but I'm talking about you hurting me. And instead of me trying to hurt you back, or you sneak dissing me online, I try to sneak diss you back, or you telling people bad stuff about me, and I got to go back and, def and defend that and attack you. But some things, somebody does something to you, and you sit back and you pray for that person, and you ask God to reveal things to both of you, to heal hearts, to do this, to do that. God, that Grinch healed their heart. Because don't nobody want to be that Grinch. But he don't feel like he a part of it anyway. So why not just destroy it? Lord, show me. It's a difficult person. Lord, oh my God. Yeah, I think I'm in this one in prayer. That's interesting. I don't really do that. Like a couple of podcasts I listen to now, they do. And I think it's really dope. <sighs> but yeah. So some things that happen in the natural, you got to respond spiritually. So that, so that. The hearts can be changed. If that little girl would have been on the surface and like, oh, my mama need a boyfriend or my mama need this or I need that. <laughs> you'd have been like, see, that's all y'all care about. But she was like, 
man, if we just, when we holding hands and we singing and we just rejoicing and you close your eyes, you just get that feeling. You just feel that joy. She like, man, my mom is so selfless. If you just just help her, just I just want her to be happy. That's a that's a that's a that's a sincere request. And sincere love, man, defeats hate. It just <laughs> it, it just defeats it all. So <sighs> I hope y'all um appreciated that. Um Amen, amen. So <sighs> this is weird because um <laughs> Um, Father God, first and foremost, I just thank you for all of my listeners. If you're listening to this, I just want to thank you, Father God, and I ask that you reach them on their level, Father God. I ask that if there's a seed that needs to be planted, Father God, I ask that you send that person their way. If there's the seed that needs to be watered, Lord God, I ask that you send that person their way, that you put them in a position for them to be watered, that you that you decrease them, Lord God, so that you may increase, that they're sensitive to the opportunity. Father God, and I ask that you give the increase in a major way. <laughs> that you reveal yourself to every listener in a major way, Father God. That you that you heal them, Lord God. That them hold that they have been trying, if they've been trying to fill the hole, a God-sized hole with a man-made item, with a with a lustful thing or a carnal thing or a tangible thing, Father God, I ask that you fill those holes with you, with your spirit, Father God. I ask that you speak to them, that they, that you help them hear, Lord God. I've been hearing over and over about this story in the Bible. <laughs> and that, that uh, man, I don't want to miss his name, but he prayed so that he could see, that someone else could see in the spirit realm, that they were getting nervous because it was an army coming to him. And he prayed, Elijah, I think it was Elijah, that he, or Jeremiah, either way, they prayed so that they could see. So, Lord God, I pray that if they are listening, Lord God, and they're struggling and they can't see in the spirit realm, if they can't, they're focusing on natural, if the natural things have made them Grinches or the Grinches have attacked them so much and they have stolen things or hurt them that they can't see in the spirit realm, so they can't see at your cover and they can't see, Lord, I ask that you open their eyes so that they can see, that they can see the armies of angels that's protecting them that they can see the holy spirit moving that they can see the god in people that they can see the hurting people lord god so that they can respond not to what they did to them but to what they're what they need to love them sincerely father god i ask that you just move in this time that anybody who's listening whoever's connected to these listeners father god that they just share your news that they plant them seeds that they water them that they don't accept hate and give back hate but they move and operate in sincere love that you just touch them Father God that you heal them heart you heal these hearts Father God that if anybody's listening to this heart, heart is hurting Father God I ask that you heal that you give them a peace that they don't understand whether it's from loss from hurt from these jobs whatever the Lord God I ask that you just reveal yourself to them and remind them that I've been there and I've been here ask that if somebody's listening and they're connected to someone who is hurt, Father God, that you give them the tool, that you give them the wisdom, that you show them how to talk to them, how to respond, how to be the Cindy Lou in their lives, how to show them a mirror in love, how they can be the Nathans in their lives, that they can correct, maybe correct them, but in a way to reveal what they need to do so that they can walk back into your graces, Father God, that you use every listener as a vessel, that if they are, if they are healed, they are operating in forgiveness, Father God, that you help them lose forgiveness in their family, that they speak forgiveness, that they are, <laughs> that they are the epitome of forgiveness and love and healing. 
And I ask that for all the hurt, Father God, that you just operate through us, Father God, that you show us, that you lead us, you guide us to be vessels and weapons against hurt, that you continue to stay on the top of our mind, the top of our hearts, Father God, that we, that when we have every excuse to respond in the anger that someone else has given us and put in us, Lord God, that we, that we decrease ourselves and increase you, and increase you in us. And that we respond the way you respond when we've sinned against you. And you still, you knew what we were going to do. You saw the grits we were. And you sent your son that died and rose for us. Because you knew. And you still loved us. They knew. <laughs> I see you a Grinch. But I still love you. And I give you an opportunity to come back into my family. To come back into a relationship. To welcome you us back into your house, Father God. Thank you. Ask that anyone is listening, whoever they're connected to, whoever's connected to them, Father God, that you just answer these prayers, things that's been said, things that are known and unknown, and only that you know in your master's name. Kind of feel like with the overts, they and they 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 pray and then they do they do a high five and they pray and I'm like all right, amen. But probably shouldn't try to steal their fire. That's their thing, so I'll I'll, I'll leave it to them. But hey man, this has been live with me, real. Listen, I hope that blessed you. It blessed me. So as long as I got the blessing, y'all is extra. So hopefully y'all got it. But for real, for real, man. Hope that blessed y'all. It blessed me. It was really dope. So, hey, if y'all get a chance, man, like I was talking about earlier, y'all got to check out 413 Fitness Clothing. They're dope. <laughs> I just got me two shirts. Y'all pictures coming soon, but they dope. But other than that, man, peace and love. You have been listening to Live With Me. Real. Listen, if you don't hear again from me for next year, have a happy, 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 happy new year. Have a great holiday. Man, love family. Listen, if you don't have gifts, give love. If you got gifts, give love. If you got... Whatever you got, give love, spend time with somebody, have a conversation with somebody, man, encourage somebody, build somebody up. I promise you, it goes a long way. Peace and love. Play Air Media. Hey, what's going on, family? It's the one and only Meet Real Man, and I'm here to talk about today's sponsor. It's none other than 413 Fitness Clothing. Listen, our clothing will have you sharing your faith and style while you put a little witness with your fitness. I need y'all to go check out 413fitness.com today. Tell them Meet Real sent you. That's the number four, T H I R T E E N, fitness.com.